Who's, we ride. Who's that Who guy ride? with the UFC that goes, we roll it. Bert. Yeah. Did he die? Or did I don't they think just so. fire him? Is he not with the promotion anymore? I thought he was still around. I, he might be. I could be totally off base here. Sorry, Bert. If so. <laughs> You're thinking of Stitch Duran. Ooh, did he die? No. No, he Dana just, White fired him, though. That's what yeah, I thought. He what was happened? Placed on administrative. He came, I think he came out with something on the back of his. He was against Reebok. Sure, yeah, it's like something... Uh, you can't do that. You know, Some I don't sort need to be making these yeah. accusations. Like, they might not be technically correlated. Mm, but. You can't do that. Remember when Brock Lesnar said, shouted out Coors Light because <laughs> Bud Light won't pay me nothing in his post-fight speech? I'm going to go home tonight. I'm going to drink a Coors Light. That's a Coors Light because Bud Light won't pay me nothing. Um, and, mm. Can you <laughs> can you move back and move your mic back? Yeah, yeah, bit? yeah. Well, I can move it back. This Danny far, laying down the wall. He wants to throw it back. His head was just cutting into your guys' shot. Oh, nice. Well, I can lower my seat a little bit if, if that helps. Does that help? Yeah, yeah. See what you know. What's crazy is the um like the first time it came across you connected to two four seven. You were in a similar situation like that, and I thought you were like this tiny, <laughs> tiny guy, like five three, five four. Yeah. Just the way that I don't know what it was. Yeah. And now you're back in that same right here, same spot, sitting low. Yeah. I'm sitting low today, friends. <laughs> Dylan Cole looking mighty fine, by the way. In he these always glasses. does, doesn't he? But the glasses, I feel like, add a couple points. For you know sure. what? Yeah. He looks it's, like it's Harry the H2P so connection for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn, it looks like Harry Potter. Beautiful. I look like an aristocrat. Have you ever seen Harry Potter, Dylan? Where is Harry Potter in your age's zeitgeist? Does it exist? A lot of the kids read the books. Like, I don't know. Losers, not not bro. really. Like, it's a little bit, a little bit before me. I've seen um, the the three and four. Okay. Azkaban and Gobble the Fire. Those Nailed are some it. See, fire you, you knew some stuff. Azkaban's Did you say the best ones? Yeah. That's Gobble true. the Fire. Or gobble the fire. Gobble that's the, what I thought. That's like an awesome metal band. Like gobble the fire. Gobble the fire. Gobble the fire. Dan 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 dan. Have you seen Harry Potter, Jim? I I have. I can't tell you like how far into it I got, but my um, my nephew was really big into it, and him and my sister, his mother, they would read every book, yeah. and then watch the movie. That's great. Yeah, that's crazy. I, was, I think good. I was on the Harry Potter ride at a nice, Universal. Nice. And some jagoff pulled the fire alarm. Ryan. Ryan was in so Orlando. I was frozen in Harry Potter land for like 90 minutes. It's not the worst place to be frozen in, to be <laughs> sure. <laughs> I can think of a lot worse places. Definitely. Like Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Oh. Oh, what's up, Jonestown? Just are we, are we live now? Yeah, we're live. <laughs> I thought we were just talking. We're not live, yeah. but we are recording. I can edit it out or I can. Maybe I'll keep it. What's up, yeah. Jonestown? Um, well, <laughs> we are live. We are live in studio. I just want to say one more thing on the Harry Potter front. I think I was the ideal age for Harry Potter because I was like 10-ish when the first one came out-ish. Like It was a big deal in my age group. I like third, fourth grade getting that first Harry Potter book, and it was this huge sensation. I read every book. I haven't seen every movie, though, which is weird. And I hear the movies are pretty good. So I don't know. I feel like I need to go watch them. The books are better. 
Danny knows. I trust Danny Palm on everything. Yeah. Danny the bookworm palm laying down the law about text. See, you, you have to be um, into books, though, and reading. For sure. But my, my nephew said the same thing, that the books were better. There were things that you like uh, you were missing in the movie, but the book really picked it yeah. up and, and made a difference. But that that whole um, series of movies is is timeless it, it doesn't yeah. like it uh, is in its own time in its own realm or absolutely. world so it never loses its luster or dust you can always go back to it and watch it exactly like you're never sure what time period that is like is it the future is it just an alternate past wizardy world that was more advanced i don't know that's why it's so timeless like there's nothing that really defines that setting yeah, I mean, the cars are kind of old. Like, it looks like old London. Like, no but one's got an fly. iPad. Yeah, right. right I think fair. it's a parallel world. Ooh, that's what I think, Jim. We're yeah. on the same page here. I like yeah. that, though. You were the right age for, like, Harry Potter, mm. like, Chuck Liddell. Dude. Like, you had Harry Potter and Chuck Liddell. Yeah, dude, I was very okay. privileged in that realm. Would Chuck Liddell... Chuck Liddell would be... He'd be a Slytherin. No, would it? Because he no, was a good he, guy. He was a good yeah. guy. But vicious. It doesn't like scream Gryffindor to me. What Maybe else? Yeah, no, I, th I think Ravenclaw. Yeah, guy. That's what I was gonna say. I think he'd be a Sagittarius. <laughs> these that's, kids these that's days. That's a different movie with with yeah. their astrology. My goodness, these kids. Speaking <laughs> of astrology, I'm feeling like a Cincinnati right now, Dylan. Is Stars that, are lining up for Stars it. Stars are yeah. aligning for a Cincinnati trip with two, four, seven fighting championships. Dylan, you wore your red shirt in true UC Bearcats nature. I know you did that just for the show. Huge fan. You know, I've been following Bearcats. Go Bearcats. He Wait, knows. I thought you were H2P. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you're going to have to sit on the other side of the table. Well, it's cats, <laughs> panthers, Bearcats. What's the difference, really? Yeah. What is a Bearcat, by the way? I don't what know. What is that? <laughs> Literally, what is that? Is it really a thing? Is that like man, bear, pig? But... <laughs> Bear cat, like what are we talking Paul, about? Paul so did, the did you ever, Craig? Did you ever see Cat Dog? I, absolutely. You know Cat Dog. Yeah, I'm a okay, nine, yeah, I'm a 90s right. kid. I love Cat Dog. My wife is sitting off camera. You guys can't see this. She knows every word to the Cat Dog theme song, and we'll happily sing that on command. We'll we'll get that off air. Does that prompt an on-screen appearance? <laughs> I don't think. I don't. I don't think she's she's a little shy for that. But we'll get Jess Elizabeth to do it for her. And Nicole can feed her the lines off camera. I think that's perfect. So in seriousness, we are headed to Cincinnati. Our first trip outside of the Keystone State. Pretty fun stuff. September 9th, 513 Fight Night. Sounds good. That Sounds is, like a, a great good time name. already. Sounds yeah. like a great time. Sharonville Convention Center. Jim, this is fun because we're having this podcast. You don't really know where I'm going with this at all. I don't. The poster is going to be done tomorrow. We have a pro heavyweight fight that we can announce on this podcast. So are we going to announce it? We're going to announce it oh, right now. Oh, that's awesome. We have a pro heavyweight fight. Give the good people the news. You're you're working hard for weeks on this card. So so give them give them one of your shiniest fruits. So <laughs> I'm going to add a little to it. I'm not going to announce anything. Nice. But we have like we've always focused on like we, we focus on putting a good card together from bottom to top. Mm -hmm. 
and each card we get better and better at it. And and part of that is with uh, the gyms that we're dealing with and, and they're feeding us the talent that as they come in, they're better and better. Like these debuts now would like, you know, two years Smoke ago, three years ago. Yeah. Debuts, yeah, correct. Yeah. So um, we sometimes go light on the, the pro card here in uh, in PA in, in the Pittsburgh area. But with some things that happened today, and I haven't told anybody this yet, lots of phone calls, lots of messages back and forth today, and our pro card is is going to be lights out for September. So this is exciting. Yeah. So okay. So the um, the heavyweight. We've never had a heavyweight pro fight. Wow. Great point. First one. Yeah. First one ever. And it's oh. it's gonna be a rock'em sock'em, dude. So can we announce what's new for uh, for Cincinnati? Not necessarily and, new for Cincinnati, but new for two four seven and debuting in Cincinnati. I'm not sure what you're talking. I have an idea of what you're talking about, and if it's that, I don't want to announce that okay. yet because we're going to make a very specific post nice. about that. Okay, if it's what I think. Yeah. 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 I, th- I think yeah. we're on the okay, tell good. us more, Jim yeah. Mooney, good. please. So that's yeah. off the record for now. But guys, there's an exciting announcement. There is. On that front. So but. we have um, out of Immortal MMA, we've got Cameron Kinzig, mm. who seems to just run through and truck everybody that's standing in front of him. He's coming in on the red corner side. And then we have Raiden Kovacs. Out of Bauerhaus MMA, we saw Raiden in uh, the 247 cage. I think this is um, like 2019, maybe Sounds against right. um, Cody yep. or the incredible Cody Gamble. Not just any Cody Gamble, the yeah, incredible the one. incredible. Yeah, the, I forgot about it, it's pronounced the the incredible. Yep, Cody Gamble. Um. And so both of these guys, Cody Gamble is a mammoth of a guy. Dude, unbelievable. Raiden Kovacs, like, just made Cody a dwarf. Yeah. And yeah. and so that's saying something. Um, two guys, 6'6". Six, six, <laughs> like, they <laughs> use every bit of that 265. Yeah. It's going to be a banger. It's not just a heavyweight. It is two guys pushing the absolute limits of what can be a heavyweight. 6'6 six, six versus 6'6. Six, six. Like, highest combined height in 247 history by far. These are two mammoth dudes and two savages. They can't find fights for very obvious reasons. And that makes it easy for us to match them together. And like you said, the stars are aligning perfectly now. Being in Ohio... Cam gets to fight closer to home in Columbus because he's a guy who has to go places to find fights because it's very difficult for him to find a fight. So we're pretty honored to put that one together, man. I've been hearing from Matt Brown and Rick at Immortal for a long time saying that Cam's the real deal. Mm-hmm. And I know we've been hearing from Rob the same thing about Raiden. We saw that in our own cage. There's no doubt in my mind. One very funny thing. to It's kind of funny. It's not that funny. But when we do matchup posters, we get sometimes we get new pictures for guys. We have pictures, like you said, Raiden fought for us before, so we have his pictures, but he submitted new pictures anyway. It's like not the same guy. <laughs> like you look at the new mm-hmm. pictures, it looks nothing like he looked whenever he fought for us. He's 
he's more jacked he's bigger in general but it's the beard and the hair that he has now and it's like well that i would not even know that's who that was yeah. if we i'm just looking at it we couldn't do a disservice to his new <clears throat> newfound style these days by uh throwing up the old one he definitely went 300 percent more viking since we last saw him he is definitely just a viking right now just a pure berserker and i know that's going to sit well with cam and immortal and what they want to do both of these guys are just crazy talented heavyweights too because we see guys all the time regionally who you're just big but you're not really skilled you can't really move that well sure you got power but not a lot else these these guys are not that they're complete mixed martial artists that happen to be 66 260 pounds mm -hmm. it's crazy dude so um just w one little side note to the um to that bout one of the coaches messaged me and you may have seen this one of the co coaches messaged me after I sent out the bout agreement. And normally for heavyweights, we just list HWT for, for the weight. And he was very specific and said, can you send us a new one? I needed to say 265 plus one. So like that right there says they're going all the way mm -hmm. to that 265 plus one. Yep. And using up every, every ounce that they can. Yep. I loved that. I did see that message. And, and on the flip side, the way I interpreted it also is they know the other side is a huge man and they don't want him pushing the limit and saying, oh, I thought HWT meant 285 or something because he could be that big. These dudes are just that big. So it's a fun fight. Dylan, yeah. I would say this fight is going to end inside the distance. Would you agree with me on that? Good Lord, are you? You're making a very bold statement here, Hunter Homestead. I mean, I go. I'm going out on a limb here. <laughs> Two giants like that inside the yeah. distance. And like you mentioned earlier, like when you get heavyweights and they're at that pro level now, they have experience being really athletic inside those large frames. Like they're going to be very comfortable moving around. And sounds like you're going to say they're going to cause some damage. There, some there might be damage. some chaos in the cage. Some chaos in the cage. I love that, first of all. I love it. There's definitely going to be chaos in Cincinnati in general. And that that's the kind of fight, all credit to you, Jim. Like Once you get a fight like that on the card, the rest can start to fall into place. Because we know that the quality is there no matter what else happens from here. Like We've got that fight to look forward to. It's a real marquee bout that I guarantee you, LFA, Bellator, PFL, whatever that's turning into, Dana White Contender Series, they're going to be tuned into that fight because the heavyweight division is very thin. As we've said, it's hard to find fights at heavyweight. It's just not, it's bigger, larger than your average man. So there just aren't as many heavyweights out there. So when you get two like this that are at an elite level doing things at a very high level, this is the kind of fight that can generate that outside attention for sure. So very exciting to have that one on the card, but I want to take it back a step and just talk about Cincinnati in general, because I don't think we've really ever fleshed out on a podcast. Why the heck are we going to Cincinnati in the first place? We're doing our thing here in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Combat Sports Podcast just had a successful sprawl in the bird cage grappling show. Why would we ever leave home to begin with? So, Jim, you were obviously in a very important part of that process and decision-making and planning for the trip. So I'll let you kick us off. What, what was the seed as Joey Diaz would say for this idea? I got, I got you, Dylan. I knew you'd like that. Can you what do an impersonation of that? That's the fucking seed. <laughs> That's well, what's, the seed. What's happening? <laughs> Not bad. 
Actually, that sounded pretty good. I'm pretty proud of that. That was good. Yeah. (laughs) So I I could probably go uh, deep into the history of it, but um, I don't know if we have enough time on the podcast. That that would be long. So um, it started in 17. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um. So wherever we go, that's where 247's home is. We're just adding another zip code to where we pick up our mail. Very true. Um, But we had, so Ryan has said this before, you've said it before, that we wanted to make sure that what we were doing was going to be quality um, from the opening bell to the end. And we wanted to make sure that we had consistency going with that also. So once we felt like that was established, that's when the talk was, where can we take this show and be successful? So when we hit, you know, our, our put uh, boots to the ground, we hit the ground running and there's no hiccups. So it's just a 247 show that happens to be in another city. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had done some research. There was a meeting that um, I don't I wouldn't call it the official meeting, but there was a meeting where like the whole day was a focus on different markets. And I want to say that there was one there was at that time, there were probably eight markets that we were probably considering just looking at. Mm-hmm. And there was there was a uh, a promotion that was heavy in that area and it's it's not that they were doing a lot there they weren't doing quality there mm-hmm. and it was leaving somewhat of a bad taste in the mouths of um the supporters the support base out there the fans the the coaches the fighters and it just made sense for us to go there taking what we have already established as the best in western pa and some would say I would say a lot would say the number one promotion in PA and we're just, we're adding to our offering. Pittsburgh's still going to stay the same. The number of shows that we're doing, is going to stay the same. We're just taking quality and branching out and letting other people get a taste of what we can do. Yeah. And to be fair to our friends in PA, there's a lot of quality in PA. It's a, it's almost a shame that we have to be in PA for that discussion because you you put us in 47 other states and it's easy to say we're the best. PA is one of the few that actually has legitimate competition for saying something like that. So it is fun, but drilling down a little far, farther there, Jim, is when we go to a new place, we have to look, like you said, is there a need? We're never just going to pop up a cage in the middle of Nebraska and be like, come watch some fights. Like what's here. I don't know. I'm Nebraska might have those Nebraska boys. (laughs) Yeah. You honestly, you might get some pretty good farm boy fights out there. But when we look at Cincinnati, we saw a few things that were common threads and that's a lot of gyms, a Mm -hmm. lot of athletes, a lot of competitors who wanted the chance to compete again, but were traveling far to do so. And I'm not, this isn't secret sauce for anybody in the industry. We're not giving away anything here and saying stuff like that. I know people identify regions like that all the time. North Carolina is another one. When you were talking about other places where you're mm-hmm. looking, so I'll give that away. North Carolina in general, because they were having some weird turnover with their athletic commission, they weren't having events there in North Carolina. So all the fighters from North Carolina had to travel. They had to go to South Carolina or Virginia or 
up to we worked with Battleborn quite a few times yeah, and yeah. Phoenix quite a few times, coming all the way up here for fights. So when we start to notice guys are traveling far for fights, the question becomes why? Because if you have a strong scene at home, you're not going to leave home unless it's a very specific opportunity, UFC, Bellator, LFA, something like that, that you think is going to propel you to the next level. So when we looked at Cincinnati, we saw a lot of that. And then we traveled physically to Cincinnati to meet with the coaches and the gyms and the fighters and the venues and all of that. And that's when we truly realized there's something here because unanimously we heard please come (laughs) like please come here guys we do want that we hear what you offer we've seen your shows some of them have worked with us on the fringes in the past or seen us on 247 live order to pay-per-view whatever it may be for a lot of them we were just pulling out our phones and showing them our shows on the app and things like that like here's what we do and they're like okay that actually looks pretty legit and just getting on the same page and making sure everybody was involved. So now we have that. We obviously have a lot of support in Cincinnati or else we wouldn't have done this. And now it's now it's showtime, man. We're building this card. And like you said, we have that huge pro heavyweight fight, but there's a lot more pro fights, a lot more amateur fights behind it. And I know, shout out Tony Lloyd, my guy. He comes to every 247 show, man, in Pittsburgh. He's from Cincinnati and he travels out every time to watch our shows i've never seen a man happier than tony when i told him we were coming to cincinnati he's like you mean i don't have to drive five and a half hours this no, time no you still do you yeah, still you do still, yeah still gotta just, come in for october laps around the December, convention center yeah. for five hours and then you can come in <laughs> yeah that's the move so he's he's selling i was considering consigning him tickets treating him like a fighter like tony go ahead he probably could yeah i think he could beat some fighters he's texted me the list of friends that he confirmed are coming and it's pretty impressive i'm impressed with tony good work Tony. but (laughs) it's led to a lot more planning research obviously landing at the sharonville convention center was a decision in, in its own right we had a lot of venues to select from and a lot of interesting ones that i think we will still go to but for the first one, Sharonville, just they have it all. They have crazy amount of parking. It's very central. It's a great location in general. It's grand and it's central. Grand central. Like you said, like you said, very, very central, very grand. They got food. They got alcohol. They got all the amenities you could want. Great staff. They've been awesome to work with. So I'm excited to be there specifically. And then the card is just going to make things even sweeter. So. We talk about the pro heavyweight fight. Jim, I want you to give them give them one more nugget. Give them give them something to get excited about cuz we got other things. Don't show the whole hand. <laughs> so, you mean give them another bout no, or, or just a fighter? A weight class? A situation? A record? Well, okay. So, the one I'm there so there's I can't even say the one or the okay two or there's <laughs> there's way too many out there. It's and we've just never yeah we've just never had the opportunity to showcase these fighters because they're in Cincinnati, and it's not like we wouldn't showcase them in Pittsburgh. It's just it's different. Mm-hmm. They now become our guys when we're in Cincinnati. That's that's my heavyweight. That's. That's our, you know, one set. That's our welterweight and up and down the list. 
that's not so when we're out there and we're working on a card, those are always our guys. And what's sort of ironic is I know of at least two teams, local Pittsburgh, that are staples on our cards that are coming out to Cincinnati. Yep. So they are our guys here, and we're going to treat them just the same. See, and that's that's the like the one thing that we do is we develop relationships and we maintain them, and we don't let them go sour. And we want the coaches, whether they're here or they're in another city, to know and understand that we value what they do. Yep. So Cincinnati's going to get a taste of it. Um, Robbie Malov, um, Jeremy Pender. And I, I could just there he goes. Yeah, I, I I'm so excited to see those guys do what we know they can do in the two four seven cage. Now I'm not saying that we have opponents for them. I'm not saying that we don't. But these are those are just a couple of the names. Um, there's Ilyaz, Mamadaliev. Super talent. I'm excited to see what he can do in the 247 cage. Same as I said before, you're just going to have to wait and tune in for a few more podcasts and follow us on social media to see which of these guys is matched. It might be all of them. Right. But there's there's so <laughs> much talent out there. It's crazy. It's it just it's really neat to see what we've experienced here in the Berg. Mm-hmm. We go out to Cincinnati. And there's all kinds of um, fighters out there yeah. that have high, super high level talent ready to be put on display. They just didn't have an outlet that was willing to invest in them. And that's that's what we're going to be doing. Yeah, you said it perfectly there. And the one I, thing I, I can't announce another one. Mm, no, I won't. I, won't. Do I just yeah, don't we'll do get it out of them. Yeah. We'll get we'll get there we'll after get there. the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Mute the mic. Stand. No, <laughs> we uh it's very exciting going into a new market because we were talking about this earlier, um, me, Jim, and Ryan. So in Pittsburgh, we have a very strong idea for how a card will fill up based on the fighters on the card. We know in terms of ticket sales, who's bringing an audience, who isn't, things like that. And not that that's the be-all, end-all by any means for matching. Many more things make a great fight than how many tickets you sell, but that is vital for our business to sell tickets for very obvious reasons. So going out to Cincinnati, we have to take a lot more flyers. We know what they're telling us they think they can sell. We know what their coaches say we think we can sell. But we're going to have to accumulate all new data. Mm-hmm. when we. This first show is a test. We can control what we can control, which is our setup, our production, the way we run things, the way we do things. All that is going to be the 247 quality that you've come to know and love. But aside from that, we're not we're not as sure about how many tickets you're going to sell or how great this matchup is in terms of inside the cage. We know like just uh, like you take Justin Pippins and Dan Albright and throw them in a cage. We know what we're getting out of that 10 times out of 10 at this point. We've worked with both guys enough. You know what that is. These fighters are newer to us. So I'm interested in those growing pains because there will be. We do this every show. We could have a wildly successful show and we come out of it with a list of 20 things that we need to improve on. That's what we do. So Cincinnati is going to be the ultimate testing grounds in that regard. And I'm super excited for that. But it is very reassuring to have the stable of pro fighters in Cincinnati that 
we really don't have here in Pittsburgh, man. I, I've been blown away by the amount of pros throwing their hat in the cage, mm-hmm. so to speak. Well, not just exciting in the way that this is a test show for us. Like, this is a whole new market, but we're not here to just dip a toe in the puddle. You know, we're here to come and plant the flag. Yeah. Like, we want to establish this as our new home. Like, we want Cincinnati to be associated with 247. We want 247 with Cincinnati. And we're going all out. Like, guns blazing. Yeah. Full steam ahead. And we're so excited to see... Not just the talent that we're working with, like you mentioned, yeah. the pro fighters, but the gyms who are so accommodating and so willing and so excited to have us out there, uh, out there with them. You know, we're expecting the fans who are so hungry, oh, waiting man. so long to see some fights. Like wait. this is going to be rocking. Yeah, this is going to be chaos. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the funny thing is that I don't know. A lot of people don't understand this with regional local MMA in general it's not a cash grab industry. (laughs) Like you can't just do this as a one-off and be like, Oh, just made $200,000 off Cincinnati time to run away. Like it doesn't work like that. (laughs) I mean, if we we did, would we run away? Well, you said make money, right? I mean, yeah, I did say make money. Isn't that an oxymoron? Make money and regional. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Why why don't we just print more money as a matter of fact? I think that's how it should work. Honestly, Ryan, I saw that printer out in the, anyway, but I do think that there is something to be said for the fact that this is not a one-off. This is not a ill-advised decision. We didn't just come out of nowhere and be like, Cincinnati. Yeah. We're going to Cincinnati. I don't care what it takes. We're going to Cincinnati. We did a lot of research about this, so I'm excited to see how it all comes together and and what we can build ultimately because I think you can tell the fighters and coaches out in Cincinnati, they do trust us, I think, right off the bat. We've established really nice relationships, and we're extremely thankful for that and trusting in them as well. But nobody knows until they see it. They're, they're taking a chance on us until mm-hmm. we actually deliver the product that we said we will. So I'm excited to do that for them and to show them that this can be a thing in Cincinnati and grow it back, man. I mean, Rich Ace Franklin, Cincinnati, Matt Hamill, Cincinnati legend, legend in that area. George Grizel, like they have a lineage of excellence in Cincinnati and MMA that's just kind of slowly dissipated. I think Gray back. Maynard is originally from Cincinnati. Nice. I'm pretty he is, sure he's he is. definitely from Ohio. If it's that area, that's famous two four seven fighter. Do you mean two four seven sprawl in the burg alum Gray Maynard? <laughs> that's the seed Joe Rogan. We're going back to Cincinnati. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Not bad either. Maybe Joey Diaz is just easy to impersonate, but (laughs) I am like, it's crazy exciting for us. September 9th, obviously big day for us, a big moment in 247 history. I think now we just kind of deliver. We got the card shaping up. I can tell that Jim's holding a few cards close to his vest, which I like. That's good Mm -hmm. to hear. That's definitely good to hear. I can think of at least one more fight that we could fully announce that's signed and everything, but we're not going to do that. We've given you one. Don't get greedy. Don't get greedy, listeners. We gave you one awesome fight. Be happy for now. I'm, dude, go watch Cam and Raiden, by the way, guys, if you haven't yet. Cam, they're they're both crazy talented heavyweights. I've heard, like I said, Matt Brown, Mark Coleman, those guys at Immortal talking about Cam for a while. And Raiden, same thing on his side. Like, they're ready to play spoiler. They're ready to ride in. Bauer House. 
Has Bauer House produced the biggest spoiler in 247 mm-hmm. history with Cody Matthews coming in and doing what he did to Victor Lapari? So when Bauer House says our guy might know something, I believe him. <laughs> they have a history of doing this kind of thing. Yeah, internally, we uh, we talked about big moments and ranking them one through 10, one through five, things like that. And I would, I would say... That moment, Cody Matthews and his knockout of Victor Lapari, is definitely, in my opinion, top three all-time moments yeah. in the 247 cage. Maybe not necessarily top three knockouts or you know, I'm not Highlights. saying it is or is. I know but what yeah, you mean. I know what moments you mean. Yeah. and like with everything that led up to that that situation. And it, we're gonna try and recreate all oh. that stuff. In Cincinnati. Cincinnati, yeah. Absolutely. And I know they're ready for it. The Cincinnati market's ready for it. I'm excited. I've been seeing a lot of traction on Facebook, actually, which is exciting for me of just random people commenting on our ads and being mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm there. We're in. We're in. Like, we don't, we honestly don't get that in Pittsburgh as much. Like, we've honed our promotion in Pittsburgh to a level that we can target exactly who we want, when we want, kind of. We know this audience a lot better. Not saying that it's tapped out by any means because it isn't. There's so many people in Pittsburgh who haven't been to our shows that I know would love it. Just UFC fans or Bellator fans or even just wrestling, amateur wrestling fans. Like you would all love our shows if you came. So we're still working on that for sure. But Cincinnati is way more of the unknown for us. So to see people commenting on the ad and being like tagging their friends and being like, we need to go to this. Like, yes. That's good. That's a good sign that they're ready for some MMA action, and they' about to get it on September 9th, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny that you mentioned that because I was thinking about this um, yesterday, and how Sprawl in the Berg, it just it it never really took a steep turn up for. Um, <laughs> I mean, the the buzz was always there, but. As far as interest, it was steady. It just kept growing and growing and growing. Yep. yep. And we realized relatively early that like this is probably going to be something special. Mm-hmm. And it just kept growing. Mm-hmm. And I'm I yesterday I saw a couple comments and I I got that feeling that this is something that's gonna like steadily grow. The interest is getting bigger already. Yep. And I think Come fight night. Mm. It's going to be a party. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's. I like the way you put that because I totally agree. And what I want to add to that is that we had Sprawl in the Berg and Brawl in the Berg 17, July 14th, 15th. We had signed the Cincinnati deals and kind of locked everything in July 10th ish. So we rolled straight into back to back events. Like, we hadn't even had time to fully sink into Cincinnati yet. I mean, now, like now, like you said, it's starting to pick up for sure. But when you go back-to-back events, that's twice as many photos to go through, twice as many fighters to pay, twice as many videos to archive. It's just all the work, but double. Oh, you're just complaining about all your responsibilities. <laughs> I am. That's true. Yeah. And actually, more than double. Newsflash. <laughs> you're picking up some responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Dylan, next wow. show, I got some stuff for you to do. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but on top of all the hard 
backbreaking work I already do. Have you seen this Moving guy's Moving these videos? tables. He did yeah. move yeah. this table. Guys, this table weighs about 3,000 pounds, I think, based on my estimation. Yeah. He we, picked it, it up over his head and just dropped. Weighs just about 15 it. to 20 Ethan Gosses. Wow. That's a very specific. Me- like post Middlesworth Ethan Goss or pre Middlesworth <laughs> Ethan Goss? <laughs> post Middlesworth, pre Miller Lite. Okay. Post fight. Okay. With the belt on. Mm. So. so like 170. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we knew we were going to Cincinnati before those shows happened, but we were unable to do a lot about it because there was so much that needed done with Sprawl and, and Bitby 17. So it was nice to finally get out of the wake of those two events, which were awesome. Those were, you know, the back to back show, I think probably a highlight of 247's history to this point. But immediately on to a new city, a new place, a new venue. And now we just need to shift gears and you can feel that the tires are getting traction now. And you just see the way these bouts are coming together, the way people are getting excited, the way ads are falling into place and people are responding to ads. And it's like, okay, we're, we got something here in Cincinnati because it is. And Jim, I know you know this better than anybody as the matchmaker. There's always that period on every card where like, there's no bout signed or there's one bout signed and it's just a bunch of maybes everywhere else. And it's like, you start to get a little worried mm-hmm. for a second, but like we're past that now. So that's good. But that moment happened longer for Cincinnati because of those two shows. Cause we were unable to do much about yeah. it. So how'd you get through that? How'd you power through that? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan provided a lot of positive reinforcement and uh, optimistic Ryan who? Ryan who? We got the same Ryan in mind? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know that guy. He definitely wasn't... uh, He wasn't worried. Angry and pounding on your door. Like, metaphorically, there was some door pounding. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But he... um, I don't know. I I always worry, literally, until like weigh-ins. Yeah, because I think something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Medical's going to get rejected, and we've not run into that. We have not. Um, but I can't wait until this podcast is done because today was really a good day. Yeah, um, was a good day. We actually mm-hmm. doubled the number of bouts that are in the registry i haven't put them on yet but we've got bout agreements going out today was a big day leading up to this things were definitely moving slow um i remember reaching out to coaches after we had come back from our trip and talking to them and we knew what most of their roster was we didn't know what the availability was of that roster so that was that was slow coming, coming to us. And I really was getting worried. Um, the, the pro card was starting to shape up and I thought, hey, we, we can't do an all pro card. Ryan's going to kill us. Mm. Like you and I, Hunter, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're, we're all for we're that. Done. Yeah, let's do it. We'll spend his money. I got no problem. <laughs> um, but over the past week, things started to, to, to come in at a pace where I was starting to feel better and I wasn't so worked up. And um, t- again, today, beautiful day. And Super excited about today. This isn't a live podcast, so we should clarify. This is Tuesday, 
August August 1st. This August 1st? Sweet. So when Jim says it's a good day, he specifically means Tuesday, August 1st. As of now, it's been a very good day. I got to say it was a good day. Well, look at Dylan with these impressions. I mean, how is it not a good day? I look and sound like Ice Cube. I'm a (laughs) full-time matchmaker for a regional promotion. That is now branching out to its second state. Very exciting times. Yeah. Dude, you have been matching your butt off. I've been seeing this, and the work is there. So when you say it's a good day, I I honestly, I don't know what he's talking about, guys. I have no idea what he cooked up today. But I do know that there's been a lot of messages going out, so that's a very good thing that we finally, we got some bites on these lines. We got some fighters reeled in to come in and fight inside our cage because the talent in Cincinnati is 1 million percent there. Mm -hmm. The quality of this card, guys, is going to be nuts guaranteed like the quality of fighters i will say pennsylvania then correct me if i'm wrong jim because i haven't been matching obviously like you by any means but pennsylvania's amateur scene pittsburgh's amateur scene bustling we have amateurs coming out of our ears that are coming out of wrestling coming from wherever we could match an all amateur card with our eyes closed by tomorrow easy cincinnati it's like pro 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 heavy and it's like do you guys have any amateurs? <laughs> Do amateur <laughs> fighters exist in Ohio or is it just all pro? So it, that's been the dynamic for me. So it's been interesting to watch you handle that because, yes, we obviously want all your pros. But like you said, at some point that becomes cost prohibitive for mm-hmm. us as a business. So that's the other side that I love the podcast for because we can talk about things like that freely without judgment and just being straight up. You know, we can't lose our asses in the process of putting together a card that just doesn't make any sense you don't want to lose that thing that donk boy but (laughs) (laughs) danny switch to the sony really quick (laughs) now he's going to do his best cardi b impression oh boy (laughs) but we're in trouble for us there is a very delicate balance there but at the same time you look at these pros in cincinnati you mentioned two names jeremy pender strongly associated with and coaches at vision mma one of the biggest gyms if not the biggest in cincinnati and maybe even ohio at large it's a huge gym we would be fools to not get him on this card with the amount of pull and attention he would get robbie mayloff another guy so this is fun i'm not gonna do the full robbie mayloff story but robbie mayloff was a guy that we visited when we went to cincinnati and everywhere we went with this guy he was the most popular guy in the room Everybody knows this guy. He is a Cincinnati celebrity through and through. So we would be fools not to get him on the card. We just mentioned Cam Kinzig and Raiden. We would be fools not to match that when they've been. So you go down the line, it's like, wow, this is a lot of pros. But at the same time, can't not do it. Ilias, another one. Throw him in the mix. Like, we can't not do it. These guys are crazy popular and people want to see him fight. Yeah, we're going to give, going to give you guys a pretty special card. So when you stack it up like pro talent, might be our most pro-talented card that 247's ever done. Yeah. And that's crazy. Our first time out. Where's it going to go from there? I, I don't know. We could ease, We could easily throw 10, 10 pro bouts on yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but with what you said before, the regional scene in general can't afford that. It's, mm-hmm. it's just not feasible uh, because... You've got, you've got um, fighters with experience all over the table, but coming with that experience is 
like they could be two and zero, but super high level talent, and they've got management that is like wanting to get them to the next level. So they're going to command top dollar. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a balance there. But on the other side of that, we as as a, a promotion, regional promotion, we've got to get these amateurs exposure, get them on cards and experience and build them up. Yep. So there's definitely a balance that you have to focus on. You can't go too heavy on one side or the other. It's just the way Cincinnati's playing out. It is interesting what you pointed out. And I, I thought about it, that, but not really talked about it out loud until you pointed out pro heavy, amateur deep in Pittsburgh, pro heavy in, in Cincinnati. Yeah. It's, it's pretty interesting. It is. It's going to be really interesting for us as we move forward to see it play out because in Pittsburgh, obviously, a lot of these amateurs are going to become pros. More of them are not than are, but still, there's such a strong crop of amateur fighters that, I mean, come on, Lucas Siebert, he's going to be a pro. Miguel Francisco, he's going to be a pro. Jeff Magan, going to be a pro. Like, we have a lot of guys locally. They, all the Indio guys, I feel like, are going pro eventually. They're all very serious. You got all these guys, all this local regional talent that's eventually going to be pro, whereas in Cincinnati, they're all already pro. So it's going to be fun for us as a promotion to track all this. Like, how does your brand grow? How do you handle your career? What fights are you taking? What fights are you not taking? Because a pro on the cusp of a UFC call up is going to be a little more picky than an amateur looking to test himself. That just makes sense. So from all angles, it's very interesting times for us. I'm personally extremely excited for it, guys. September 9th, get your tickets. 247fighting.com. If you're in the Cincinnati area or Dayton or Kentucky, anywhere, Indiana. What's Lawrenceburg? Lawrenceburg, yeah. Very close to the Sharonville Convention Center. It is a really nice hub, like a nice location for people to drive two hours or less and be there. So Sharonville Convention Center, September 9th, 513 Fight Night. Jim's cooking something special up for you guys with this card. We as a team are cooking something special up with the whole production, the whole show. Guaranteed. Get them tickets, boy. 247fighting.com. Let's have some fun. Out.